And now, the Merton's Guide to Home Ownership. Since the dawn of civilization, the Merton's name has stood for quality for the American homeowner, offering sage advice in all facets of home ownership, from buying and selling homes to financing and remodeling and everything in between. If you're considering home ownership, you better have your Mertens. It's the Mertens Guide to Home Ownership. Hi, and welcome to the Mertens Guide to Home Ownership. I am your host, Jason Mertens. And with me, not as always, well, I'm kind of messing that up. Usually I say with me as I, always I'm usually is here. the lovely Christy Dutton. The, However, show, the show doesn't go the, on without my doing things. That's so. true. You are the magic behind the microphone. <laughs> we could call you Magic Mike, so to speak. I'd rather you didn't, though. <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> so Anyway, how's it going, Ben? It's going good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing good. very well. And actually, we also have in the studio today a special guest. We're very excited to have uh, Matt Sisk from Safe Check Home Inspections. How are you doing today, Matt? Good. I mean, how are you guys? Welcome, Matt. Good to see you. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. So, so how's everything going for you this oh, week? Man. It's yeah, been a crazy week. We had a whole bunch of technical things happen in studio, which means equipment had to be traded and consolidated and switched around. And it's uh, so was it like a were you like geeking out, like excited about going like techno shopping, or was it more of like a, a, a little drag? bit? But it's also just kind of like it's time away from getting things sure. done, and it's you know. And having to like replace all of the programs and everything, it's just it's you know TikTok, TikTok. Absolutely, could be worse. You yeah. know, there are worse problems to have, I suppose. You know, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. How about for you, Matt? And it's been busy. It's oh, been, I believe yeah, it. It's been busy. We're getting ready to go into spring, so hopefully uh, business will be picking up a little bit. Just been uh, absolutely to keep the bills paid. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a typical upswing and downswing in the home home uh, buying cycle. Uh, so we, we're kind of coming out of the uh, the downswing, so to speak, and getting ready to go into the ups, uptick. So what's the uh, most or how many homes did you inspect last year out of curiosity? Like, uh, I believe we were right around uh, in between 270 and 280. Wow. That's almost like one a day almost. I mean, yeah, you're pretty yeah. Close so we, to it. Yeah, so the idea is basically, you know, in order to do a, a good thorough job, you know, um, I try not to, to do more than two a day. So we do one, you know, kind of nine to 12 and two to five kind of sure. situation. And that way, you know, that way we're not rushing through them. We can take our time and, and make sure that everybody gets a good quality inspection. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to set you up with an easy question. So why, right. why is it important to get a home home inspection? Oh, man, there's there's uh, that's that's absolutely not one one question by any means. But there's <laughs> there's many reasons why to get a home inspection. You know, we yeah. we like to say you know that if you're buying, buying, selling, or staying, those are all good reasons to yeah. get a, a home inspection. So if you're if you're buying, you know, we want to make sure that your home is safe for you and your family. Um, mm-hmm. If you're if you're selling, uh, a lot of people don't realize it, you know. But uh, if you were to have a home inspection first. Uh, buyers actually utilize defects in your house to talk you down sometimes thousands of dollars, which takes away from your profit. Sure. So sometimes it's easy things that are actually pennies to fix, but they they end up yeah. you know getting a lot of money off of yeah. the sale price. So we try to go in and do a good thorough pre-home inspection and uh, take care of that. 
you know, giving, you know, giving both sides. It also shows uh, the potential buyer that you care about them, you care about your house, and you have pride in that. So that's yeah. good. And also people that are staying in their home, you know, they often uh, they often don't get home inspections after they actually bought it, if, if they did at all. And mm. so a lot of times, you know, it's good to have a professional, has a keen eye that comes in, that's trained to look at certain aspects of the house and, and be able to give them maintenance tips and those types of things to be able to, to make sure that your, you know, house lasts a long time. Sure. So I mean, so I'm glad I'm glad you said that because one of the things that I think is so important for buyers, especially when they're buying a house, is to be there for that home inspection because you do you kind of show them how the house works and to give them ideas on how to keep it maintained, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. I I really um, I enjoy actually to get to meet the people there. Are, like we talked about before, there are situations where uh, someone will actually find me on the internet. They'll read our reviews. They'll fall in love with us. They'll hire us. We'll do the inspection. Get them the report. And they'll pay us, and they never actually met me first, you know, face to face. And so I, I'm a people lover, and I love, you know, I love to get to meet my clients and meet their families and and invest in them, you know. And so that's super important. So you know, for them to come to the inspection, then I can actually go over some of the maybe small defects that we found in the house. You know, our idea of a home inspection, we we don't want to be alarmist, we don't want to scare people, but we do want to educate them. And so for that, you know, for that reason, I love to be able to meet them face to face. Yeah, absolutely. As a realtor, I know it's important. Because we we do want our buyers to be educated, but we don't want them to be scared. Absolutely, <laughs> so absolutely. That, I like the way you said that. So that that that's um, you know well so well said. You mentioned earlier like uh, that there's little things that might just cost a penny or so to to fix. But you know, what, what are some examples of things that like are super cheap to fix beforehand, but could potentially cost somebody money down the road? Well, you know, I've actually been considering writing a book about um, preparing your house for a home inspection. So there's a lot of little things like a lot of people don't, you know, don't, don't think about, you know, loose doorknobs and, and loose, uh, you know, electrical receptacles and things like that. A loose receptacle, you know, can actually uh, turn into a fire hazard if it's loose mm-hmm. enough and you get, you know, wires that end up uh, getting loose from the receptacle itself. You know, you can have a spark and actually a fire from that. So just little things like that. But if, if if you're not comfortable messing with electricity, you have to sure. hire a home, you know have to hire an electric you know electrical engineer or an engineer, but a, a electrician to come into the house and and uh, fix those things, which is expensive. You know they work hourly basis, and you know so things like that. You know you definitely uh, want to make sure that those are taken care of. You know we we often uh, as home inspectors, you know I think you know I tend to not have a personal you know personal investment as as far as uh, when I'm doing the home inspection, whether or not it's how. Uh, it's going to affect me when I do it, you know, but yeah. when people don't clean up after dogs and, and don't clean up their underwear off the, you know, off the floor, sometimes <laughs> you think to yourself, like, if I were the type of person that this would change my report, it could potentially happen. So there's yeah. got to be people like that out there. But I would just like to write a book to kind of, you know, prepare homeowners how to how sure. to uh, get their house so ready a, for market. It's a good idea to clean up the, the after your dog and, and your uh, <laughs> yeah. don't leave your underwear out. Yeah, what you're if you, yeah, they, you know. For the most part, you know, nobody ever wants to step in, in, uh, in dog mess. And so from, <laughs> yeah. from that from that standpoint, it's a good idea. I've had uh, – actually, in the last week, I've had uh, multiple homeowners say, man, we're really sorry we forgot to clean up after the dogs. So, <laughs> you know, one one thing I do have is a keen eye for dog crap. So we yeah. – <laughs> you know, we definitely want to – we, we want to miss those because the last thing you want to do is track that into somebody's house. So. Sure. Absolutely. So you have kind of an interesting uh, – beginning to becoming a home inspector. So do you want to tell us a little bit how you got into home inspecting? Absolutely. I um, I actually have 25 years of uh, medical experience. I worked in critical care um, since, mm. uh, since 1990, actually. And uh, 
So I worked in the pediatric ICU for seven years, and then I went uh, to a cardiac cath lab where I did uh, uh, patient care, direct patient care as a registered cardiovascular invasive specialist. And and working in that environment, um, because you're under stress, you know, all day long, every day, you tend to learn how to um, deal with problems by removing yourself from them and looking at them as a whole and trying to solve them from that. So a lot of people feel like that they want their home inspector to be a, uh, maybe with a construction background or something like that. And and, in reality, when, you know, construction person tends to you know, work on things that you can't actually see during a home inspection. So, sure. you know, you want somebody that's going to have, you know, critical thinking skills, which 25 years of medical experience has taught me very good critical thinking. And so to look at a house kind of like a body, you know, you have to be able to uh, find not in, instead of jumping up and down that, you know, necessarily maybe you have a small crack in a foundation rather than jumping up and down and scaring the client, I prefer to find the reason for that. And sometimes yeah. it's just as simple as, as uh, maybe uh, replacing a gutter or a downspout. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's really a, a, a good idea to have somebody that has excellent, you know, critical, sure. you know, critical thinking skills. So from, you know, from the standpoint of working in that, you know, I, when I decided that I was going to leave the medical world, maybe I, looking back on it, it's probably a midlife crisis, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm glad I'm glad that it happened because it really has opened my eyes to be able to be out in the world and talk to people more than, yeah. which is really what you know I think God made me for. So yeah. you know I, I love to be out, you know I love to be out and about. but you know to bring it back, when I left the hospital, you know my wife and I decided that we would downsize our house. and so when we did that, we, we hired a home inspector. and you know the communication wasn't uh, what I thought that it should be. The home mm-hmm. inspection report wasn't what I thought it should be. And you know now that I'm a trained home inspector with you know that has done more than 600 inspections, there's lots of times that I go through my house and think, well, that wasn't on the report. That yeah. wasn't on the report. You <laughs> yeah. know, so I definitely you know um, so that was kind of what got me started in thinking. Well, this industry looks like that it could really use you know, some help. And so I decided to, you know, to go through training. I got uh, my training through the International Association of uh, Certified Home Inspectors, which Mm -hmm. is called NACHI. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being a certified uh, home inspector, I I took very serious from day one. And, you know, I launched my business from from scratch. You know, we designed the logo. And because I worked so long in the medical world, you know, I really wanted something that had to do with safety because that was my number one priority. And it's still to this day, you know, uh, the name Safe Check, you know, is my brand. And that's what we want to do is we want to make sure that your family's safe. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, it's That's a great story. It's quite a career change. I imagine it's it's a completely different environment and, and just talking to people is a different thing altogether. And yeah, well, I haven't had know. one, I haven't had one client ask me to, to wipe their bottom yet. So we're, <laughs> we're better. Oh, well, now, now you gave me a challenge. <laughs> I mean, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that, that's really uh, cool. So in home inspections, you kind of touched on this earlier, some small things that, that people could do, but maybe what are some, some of the funny things that you've come across? Like one of the oddball things that you're like, 
I can't believe I'm actually looking at this right now. <laughs> like, is there well, something like that sticks out yeah, in your mind? I actually have a whole list of them, but you know, <laughs> it's funny. I have a I have a buddy that's a certified home inspector as well, and we we send pictures back and forth <laughs> yeah. to each other. Just you know, it's it, there are some really hilarious things that we find. So, yeah. um, I actually the name of the book that I'm considering writing is 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 going to be Bras and Doorknobs because <laughs> I often find bras and underwear in the strangest of places. So, um, not really. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll certainly find a more professional name. But uh, uh, I, I got to bring it back to, you know, we, we have to schedule a home inspection through an inspection company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we call them. And when I, when I, uh, called, when I called the, the scheduling agency, uh, you know, I, we usually either get a combination, you know, combination or a what they call CBS code, which gets us into the electronic lockbox. Mm-hmm. And when I asked for that, they said, oh, you're not going to need that. You only need a Phillips screwdriver. <laughs> so right off the bat, I thought to myself, what am I getting myself into? So so I show up to this house, which looks like it's just about ready to fall in. It and looks like you get into it with a Phillips screwdriver. Absolutely. So I get, I get to the front door. It's boarded up with a four-by-eight piece of uh, plywood. So. Goodness. I got out my Phillips screwdriver and I opened the opened it up and when I walked in, there was literally mold dripping off of the ceiling. Right, dripping? so it was uh, dripping uh. off the ceiling. So the whole entire I have actually a photograph of myself looking up at it with my headlight kind of shining on it, <laughs> and it was so dilapidated. But I thought, you know, I was hired to do this home inspection. Every single home inspection that I'm hired, I want to do my best and I yeah. want to make sure that I'm you know doing a thorough job so that. The investor or, or sure. whoever is buying the place knows you know, exactly, knows exactly what they're, getting, what into, they're yeah. getting into. So, <laughs> you know, uh, and so unfortunately, I'm going around and I find that the place has a crawl space. So, I don't oh, know about no. you, but you know, when man, any no. any field there that you're going, movies that start this way, absolutely. <laughs> man. So as soon as I walk in, the music starts, right? So, so I'm like, you know, I see that, I'm like, oh man. So I go back out to my truck and I put my my uh, coveralls on, I put my knee pads on, I put my respirator on, I got my headlight on. I'm like ready to go down, go down, go down. So I'm ready to meet Satan himself, right? I got, you know, so I go down and I go down into this uh, crawl space. I'm crawling on my hands and knees, and I can see, you know, off in the distance, I can see the shape of something, but I don't really know what it is. And I've, oh I'm still relatively new at this, so I'm like, you know, going along, and I'm and I'm, you know, trying to look at any plumbing that might be left, any floor joists that aren't eaten by termites, and I, you know, any any. <laughs> Uh, anything that I can that I can take a picture of and say that I was in the crawl space so that I can get back out of it. And so yeah. I'm going across and I get to the corner and there's a uh, a little like uh, cabinet. It almost looks like what would be like above uh, Don't refrigerators. Open the cabinet. I know. Don't do like, it. So there's like you know now there's like dun, 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 yeah. dun. I'm like I don't, I don't know if I open that or not. Right. So 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 I get my headlight and I'm looking and I reach out and I open up this cabinet and staring me in the face is the head of a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And then it gets better than for whatever reason. Right next to the mannequin, there is a bottle of lighter fluid. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you're in a crawl space. Wow. You're crawling around down there. You find some random cabinet, and there's a mannequin head yeah. with a oh, wow staring okay. at me. So this, so this mannequin head, a so, nearly human head, absolutely. So, so it's got eye, you know, it's got eyes, it's got it's eyes. staring at me. And so, oh, so, but I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this is either you know somebody's you know got some serious issues, <laughs> or somebody's playing a pretty cruel joke. So you know, yeah. regardless, I closed up the cabinet. I took a picture of it and sent it to my buddy, yeah, of course, absolutely. Oh, and then I shut the door and and I went ahead. And I did, I did leave the photograph. 
step out of the home inspection I'm report. So. out early today. <laughs> yep. yeah, absolutely. Man. Wow. It doesn't get much stranger than no, that. I, no, I, I can imagine that's yeah. – <laughs> That takes a lot of like time to plan that too. I, I, I wouldn't would have done it to be honest with you. No, I'm just saying to put like the like, cabinet – Looks pretty bad in there. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say like something else was like crawling around. Like or a like, raccoon like, or something. Yeah, like, like a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Like I've a, actually a I've ran, in, I've ran into uh, to some squirrels. Uh, to some squirrels, I ran into a snake, mm. and uh, which I actually thought was uh, potential plumbing until when I went to reach out and then it began to crawl. <laughs> so I was like. Turns out I was like, no, I don't think I'll got, be touching that. Got a problem so, with your plumbing? It's moving. Absolutely, it ended up, it ended up being between three and four feet long. So it was a pretty, oh, long, wow. it was a That's pretty a good, snake. it was a pretty yeah. good, pretty good snake. Oh, so, and I did actually uh, up in an attic. I had a starling that was not happy with me that continued dive bombing my head while I was in there. So, so we we see a little bit of everything. Wow, yeah. do you have to have like a special insurance for that type of things? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, we do. We have we have liability insurance, of course. We have health insurance. Sure. So, you know, those are the things that are yeah. that are important. We want to be able to take care of our clients, and also we want to be able to take care of ourselves. Have you ever come across like a, a house and you were just like, you know what, just just this this you just need to tear it down? <laughs> yes, that. Well, one. I mean, that, yeah, I was matter of fact, get... I think they did end up tearing that house down. Oh yeah. my God! Wow, it's just yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine going into a house like that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> What are uh, I mean? Like, what are some of the easier jobs you get? Like, what are the just, um, just con- areas of town? Actually, yeah, it- you know, you know, condominiums are nice. Like, uh, it, it's nice to have like a you know a, a two bedroom condo on a Saturday morning that you can go out and be you know be back yeah. in an hour and a half or two. You know, um, yeah. So sure. that that's nice. You know, condominiums. There's not a whole lot of exterior stuff to sure. to examine. So mm-hmm. you know that that takes yeah. takes down on the time. You know, Saturdays I really I really reserve for my family, and so yeah. I I really don't like to to be out and about too much on on Saturdays. We do. You know, we also do uh, termite inspections and radon inspections, and so um, occasionally we'll be out uh, either setting a radon uh, monitor mm-hmm. or picking up a radon monitor. Gotcha. How long does a radar radon monitor have to be out? So it has to be out for forty eight hours. You know, I, I I'm glad you actually asked because radon is actually a very very important subject to talk about, and mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of people don't realize you know the dangers of radon. So yeah. you know the EPA has decided you know that and have you know massively reported that it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. So oh, wow. at Nationwide Children's Hospital, which I actually used to work at, actually mm-hmm. put out a a post on their Facebook page just to tell people that you know to get your homes. You know, inspected yeah. for radon. So the we we go down and uh, put the monitor, you know, in the lowest uh, lowest area of the home, and it tests for forty eight hours. So mm-hmm. and then we go back, and there's a, a report, you know, report involved. And so the EPA has, uh, you know, dedicated uh, four point zero picocuries of of radon gas th- as the action level. So anything at four or higher, they recommend that it get mitigated. So yeah. essentially, if, if you don't know what radon is, uh, radon comes from uranium in the soil. So as that, it takes, you know, over 2 million years for radon to break down. Sure. So it's a continuous process in our lives that, that it's breaking down. So mm. uh, basically, as it's breaking down, there are uh, elements on a, you know, a molecular level. Some are stable and some are unstable. So the ones that are unstable are considered radioactive. So Okay. 
So it's important, you know, as as they break down, you know, it, when it when it finally gets to radon gas, that comes up through, you know, cracks in the in the uh, concrete floor, comes mm-hmm. up through sump pumps, okay. comes in through drains and things like that. And so, uh, it's important to to know the structure of the house, whether it has a crawl space um, that has open soil or a sump pump pit, yeah. those kinds of things. So it's important as an inspector to know those before we go in, so that we can recommend those services to people. Because, like I said. My number one priority is to make sure that, you know, families are safe. And yeah. so the majority of people now would not let somebody come in their house and smoke. Mm-hmm. And radon, you know, radon uh, radon caused lung cancer is actually a higher on the list than secondhand smoke wow. now. So it's an important mm-hmm. number to know regardless. You know, if it, if it comes back low, then, then that's great. You know, but if it comes back, you know, at the at – the, uh, number that they recommend, you know, mitigating at, then at least you'll know, you know, at least you'll know that if, you know, if the seller doesn't, you know, give you money towards it or, or actually, you know, pay for it, that you need to put that in your budget and get mm-hmm. that done in the near future. Yeah. Absolutely. What is the mitigation process like for that? So the mitigation process, process is actually, you know, relatively easy. So, uh, you know, essentially what you want to do is you want to seal the areas where the radon's coming in. So in a basement that has a sump pit, for instance, you know, you have a tube, you know, the, a drain that basically goes around your entire house that has holes in it that allows water to go in it. Well, not only water goes in it, but radon gas actually goes in it as well. So basically, you know, radon mitigation system is uh, a process of going in and sealing that sump pit, putting a four-inch piece of PVC into that and hooking that into a fan that blows 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And what it does is basically sucks all of that air from underneath of that slab out of that pit and blows it outside uh, above the roof level. So you basically just have to decide which neighbor you don't like the most and point it at them. (laughs) Now, sometimes we get uh, this question. um, For example, sometimes you have a house that's built on a slab, so you don't have a basement. And people are like, well, do I still need to do radon? What do you think? What's your recommendation? Well, it's funny that you ask, because today I did a home on a slab, and um, we we did actually put uh, radon test there. So, you know, this this is my opinion. You know, radon can go, you know, the the radon is, you know, you have a level of radon just out, you know, in the front yard. So anytime you have a structure over... Uh, that, you know, over the soil, then it can trap radon gases in there. And if you're sitting on a big chunk of uranium, which obviously we don't know, um, you know, if you have cracks in your foundation, which obviously, you know, on a slab we can't see, they're typically under some sort of flooring, you know, you, you could have radon gas coming up mm-hmm. through there. So typically, you know, as a whole, though, we don't see high, high radon levels in slabs. But, again, if you don't test, then you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, you know, I, I, uh, the, you know, famous uh, – Hockey player, you know, Gretzky says, you know, uh, every every goal that you don't try is one you're not going to yeah. Yeah, know, succeed in. So, you know, I think in the same way, if you don't if you don't if you don't test, you're not going to know the number. And I don't know about you know I don't know about you, but if I don't know something, then I, I tend to worry about it. And yes. so I don't want to I don't want these families to worry whether or not that that number is high or low. And yeah. and this is a case where ignorance is not bliss. You know, right. this is right. something that could potentially, you know, give you you know give you a you know, an ailment that could that could kill you, you yeah. or your children. Which you know, we obviously want. If we know that we can, if we know that we can fix these things, then yeah, why absolutely. not? Why not test? One hundred twenty nine dollars is not very much no, to keep your much. family safe. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I I agree with that too. Now, another uh, 
I don't know if it's lore among realtors or not, but um, so typically when they test for radon, they, they kind of ask that everything be sealed, right? Um, one of the, the things that's kind of gone around is that if you're able to open up windows in the basement of some sort or keep open doors and kind of not keep it sealed, so to speak, obviously that, that makes it a little bit harder to test, but does that actually change or change the levels? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, and what, what we've learned, you know, in the research that we've done is that opening the windows in a house actually makes it higher because what it has is it, it actually causes a negative, a negative uh, pull on the slab downstairs. So when you mm-hmm. open upstairs windows, it's actually pulling the air, air so up. that it can get out. And so it actually increases the, you know, oh, the wow. air within the so house. That's not do um, any good. So, wow. so that's people exactly that try opposite of what absolutely. Told, yeah. So so basically, people that people that try to trick the radon tester actually makes their their levels higher. Interesting. Because the majority of the time they'll leave them open until twelve hours before you know before we come back, and then they'll close them up. And what they've done, they've actually increased. Yeah. You know, and it is actually it's actually a federal offense to to do to, that. to mess with a, wow. a radon test. Wow, so I didn't it's even not know a, that. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it's not it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to no. to do these. Yeah, and yeah, that's <laughs> plus. I mean, you're paying for a test. I mean, might as well do the right thing, I guess, you know? Well, so typically this, the where this pops in is with, let's say, a buyer orders the test and the inspection. So the seller still ah, actually is living in the home. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where, like I said, gotcha. it's kind of like this It's weird. Uh, see, and I, I I imagine the, the mitigation. Mitigation There's, there's some is, cost for it. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. you know, 1500 sometimes okay. can be less yeah. or more. But and that's okay. kind of the ballpark no, no. for radon mitigation. I get it. It's so still it's, it's a bigger. It's one of the bigger things that pops yeah. that can pop up. But in, still, um, don't do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't break the law. Yeah, don't <laughs> break the law. <laughs> we that's always bad. say, you yeah. know, do do the right thing at the right time all yes. the time, and you'll be yeah. you'll be okay. So absolutely, you know, it 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 actually is disheartening sometimes to see. That uh, you know that people try to hide hide things, you know, and throw a rug over it, or you know, paint a certain, you know, you know, it's it, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that happen, you know, that that you see that's pretty, you know, that's pretty disheartening from the standpoint of investors flipping houses and stuff like that. You know, you got flips and you got flops, and so yeah. you know, we we definitely, you know, um, it, it's a it's a bit of an irritant for inspectors to come into a house that has been, you know. Uh, what they call basically putting lipstick on a pig, you know. Yeah. And so we 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 really don't like to see that. You know, I'm actually uh, an investor myself, and and my uh, brother and I uh, have uh, flipped houses in the past. And something that we feel is very very important is the product that we put out is going to be, you know, a hundred percent. You yeah. know. And so when you start cutting corners, then all of a, all of a sudden, then people's safety comes into sure. play again. And so that's that's against every everything that my business is about. And I don't. Uh, I don't do business with people that don't have integrity, and mm. that's a that's an important you know factor for me and my company. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. No, I think that's that's a strong answer. testimonial yeah. right there. Yeah, that's absolutely. Good. No, it's funny you, you mentioned that because I actually have uh, clients that I'm dealing with right now. They bought a house, or they're in the process of buying a house, and um, the seller had finished the basement. Um, and then they said they had put some beams up. Well, turns out that the beams um, were not installed correctly, and water is like pouring in from where the beams were through the finished basement, and it's a whole mess. And it's 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 unfortunate because you know when it's finished, it's it's kind of difficult for an inspector to go in and like you're not going to be 
cutting into drywall and checking to see how things are, yeah. you know, put together. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of shady that they just kind of put lipstick on the pig and didn't actually fix the problem. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I, I really, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really disheartened by, you know, by the behavior of some people that will try and pull off stuff and then, you know, put drywall over it or covered up in some factor, you know, and, but I, I think, you know, going back to what you said about the inspector, I think it's really, really important for, you know, anybody that hires a home inspector to realize that when you hire a home inspector, it's not taking a hundred percent of the liability off yourself and putting it on to one individual. So, yeah. you know, I spend, you know, approximately three hours in a house, which is a very small window in time when a seller, for instance, has, you know, possibly lived there their entire adult life, you know, and they're going to know a lot more about that home, you know, than me. And so I really, you know, a lot of, a lot of people look at this transaction as, as, you know, like, you know, oh, I got to get one over them or I got to get the best price and don't, don't look at the actual uh, event that's happening, which is actually somebody turning over their home yeah. somewhere where they raised their family and their children to sure. someone else that wants those same those same things in their in yeah. their life. And so I really encourage the buyer and the seller to have some sort of relationship so that you can share those stories and so that, you know, and I believe that when you, you get to know someone and you begin to have a relationship with them, you're less likely to, you know, tell a, a little white lie or cover up something because then you have this investment in that person. And sure. so, you know, that, that's really what I like to, I like to see, you know, when, when, you know, when the, when the, when my client shows up and then a lot of the times the buyers don't leave, you know, mm -hmm. which a lot of people would look at as being uh, really awkward, mm. you know, but in reality, I really like it because they can discuss, you know, this, you know, their, their lives together. And so when you yeah. get that relationship together, it's really a special thing to watch. And then you can, you can see, you know, you can see, you know, uh, the people that are, that are buying the house get so excited about, you know, uh, the possibility of raising their children there. And, and they talk about the neighborhood and they say, and it becomes more about than just a transaction between a buyer and a seller, which I think yeah. is really special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting with, uh, technology and kind of the way things go, even though our business is very people oriented and it's a huge investment in people, but technology has kind of put us kind of away from the actual face-to-face -face encounters. And so you kind of miss that personal connection. So it's just kind of somebody who's paying you money for your stuff and you're leaving. Absolutely. I believe we're in the day and the age now when the informational age, you know, everybody's got their face and their phones and there's, there's a whole lot of, you know, looking at the, looking at the pavement. I believe in New York, they just passed a, a, a law where you, you can't text and walk because people, so many people were running into light poles and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. But in reality, when, you know, as a home inspector, I'm in my truck a great deal, you know, during, during the day. And, uh, it's amazing, you know, when you sit up in a tall truck looking down on people, how many people are so distracted. Yep. You know, it's 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 I something. I drive a truck myself, and I've noticed the exact same thing. Absolutely, it's it's really a it's really a a bad a bad bad thing these days. Yeah. Don't text and drive. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Or walk. Or don't <laughs> or, yeah, get yeah. your phone. Get you know get your face out of your phone. Put the phone down. <laughs> yeah. But listen to our show. Yes. You know. At work. <laughs> Wait. Oh, man. We're just messing it all Do up. Do it. Or download it later on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> all so. right. Well, I think we got a little bit of housekeeping to do. I stepped on a few of your things there. Talked about iTunes and everything. I apologize. You did? Sort of. Just do the thing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you'd like to follow us on social media, which if you're listening to us right now, uh, 
You kind of are. are. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook. That's kind of our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or even suggest topics for a future episode. If you're already following us, thank you. We love you. You can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out uh, the Merton's Guide to Home Ownership every single week. Uh, we've got other podcasts. Uh, you can find all of our stuff at boxlandmedia.com. Uh, or if there's something that we do that you need, give us a call, 614-505-0674. And Matt, how can people get a hold of you? Well, there's several ways to get a hold of us. The best way to actually uh, schedule a home inspection, we have a, a dynamite uh, website at www.safecheckhomeinspections with uh, an S.com. And uh, if you go on there on the very front page, there's a bright green button that says uh, inspection request. You just go on there, fill out all the information. We'll take great care of you. Uh, communication is part of our deal. We've designed uh, a whole a uh, series of emails to uh, help guide you through your inspection process to make it as easy as possible. We've got uh, online agreements that can be signed. We've got uh, the safest way to pay for the home inspections with a credit card through, you know, through the um, on the Internet as well. You get a receipt right then. So uh, the days of checks are kind of going bye-bye. It's got mm-hmm. too much of your personal information on there, and you really don't want to use that. We have a Facebook page as well that you can that you can hit us at. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm super excited to be here today, and I'm glad you guys invited me. I listen to podcasts all the time, but I never get invited to one, so now I can say <laughs> I've done it. Yeah, you've been on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate you uh, joining our podcast today. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can just hit us up, hit me up on Facebook. Um, you know, right on the landing page is fine, or you can shoot me a message either way. Um, if you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day and head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. It really helps us out a lot with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And uh, ratings and reviews on uh, Facebook don't hurt either. Absolutely. We'd appreciate that too. Finally, we'd like to thank all of our listeners. It's because of you that our little podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And remember, sharing is caring. All right. Well, until next time, I am Ben Needenthal. And I'm Jason Mertens, reminding you that if you're considering home ownership, you better have your Mertens. All right, folks. We will see you next time. Foxland Media. Think big. And now, the Merton's Guide to Home Ownership. Since the dawn of civilization, the Merton's name has stood for quality for the American homeowner, offering sage advice in all facets of home ownership, from buying and selling homes. And now, the Merton's Guide.